Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, the theme for today's podcast is... Simplicity. 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 What an excellent theme. Let us celebrate simplicity. I love it very much. Yes, we all know the feeling when life is just getting a bit too complicated and it feels as though you're living inside of the song Yellow Submarine. Well, what I'd like to do this week is just pare it back a little bit and emphasize simplicity. Because if we have an efficient and simple podcast... Then all the more speedily shall I zoom zoom towards... I don't know, man. Listen, my life's too complicated. This is a podcast about having a boat. I just want to roll up, do the boat podcast, make a lot of money on the ads, roll out with my sweet, big, fat stacks of boat cash. I made a list of all the things I was going to talk about on today's podcast. It's... There's so much. It's way too much. Like, I'm going on tour this week, and that'll be great. I'm taking Sam Clark with me. We're going to shoot a special in Melbourne, Wagga Wagga, and Sydney. He's going to shoot it with VHS tapes. I didn't ask him to do that, but he's going to do that. <laughs> he's talked me around. When he first said, I'm thinking of shooting your special on VHS tapes, I almost said, you've gone mad, son. You've gone loopy in there. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, it is actually quite cool to have some VHS tapes and catch a train to different cities and... It's very fun. It's very me. I'm looking forward to it. So I've got to talk about that. I've got to talk about this bloody art auction. I've got to talk about this book of poems. I've got to talk about New Zealand. I've got to talk about America. I mean, at what point are we talking about the bloody boat? At what point are we growing the boat podcast? And is it not just heaps of admin for crying out loud? So, simplicity. Simplicity.
So I hopped on the Patreon this week and I said, hey, I want to make the podcast making process more simple. Uh, I'm going to start getting rid of stuff because a lot of the stuff on the podcast, I'm pretty sure it doesn't work. I've had people listen to the podcast before, uh, friends of mine, and they said, James, I went on a plane this week. I tried to listen to your podcast. I couldn't do it. So I got on the Patreon, and if you want to contribute financially to my boat ownership, you can get on the Patreon. And I said, beloved sailing club members, we close in on 100 episodes, and I think that's a good full number, an occasion for reappraisal. A boat must be streamlined. We cannot be weighed down by unnecessary accoutrement. That which is rotten and useless must be thrown overboard. Man, this is more purple than I remember writing it. So too it is with the boat podcast, I write. If the podcast is to accelerate toward personal boat ownership, only the vital components can be allowed to remain. And so I ask you, dear Sailing Club member, which is what I asked, what do you especially like about the podcast as I turn my censorious glare to the podcast making process? What would you like me to say? Now, the first message that someone wrote was, it was uh, under the pseudonym Kid Cuddy. I don't think it's actually Kid Cuddy, but if it is Kid Cuddy, hello. It was do more episodes like the Boat Shoe episode. And I was actually, I was touched to receive that message because I really liked making the Boat Shoe episode and it just didn't, it took so long. It took me days and days and days to research the Boat Shoe, the editing. It was the opposite of simple, frankly, the Boat Shoe episode, but I liked doing it. It's just that it had the same impact in terms of listeners and feedback up until this point that uh, things that I just dashed out in 45 minutes have taken. So I, I I, thought, well, if it's that amount of effort for the boat shoot, but I see now if that's become a fan favourite, that could be good. That could be a useful, it's the opposite of simplicity, but sometimes, you know, just focusing on being great is simple and we busy ourselves. So maybe I'll do more like the boat shoe episode and uh, Daniel comments on that as well. The boat shoe episode might be the best top five so and a lot of people like that so good to hear that people like the boat shoe episode that's brought me uh happiness if thrown into question my ability to quickly make this a simple podcast liam writes ocean news and this is the same liam who's currently protesting on the patreon the uh bringing back onto the podcast of ads so i give with one hand i take with the other liam ocean news he says i do not live near the ocean are the sea levels rising or falling i'll give you a hint uh liam they're always rising and falling it's called the tide and that's one of the things we might cover on ocean news in the future what secrets do the deep sea trenches hold great question has a manatee formed a special friendship with a tortoise i can find out is the ocean still there or has it been replaced by dunes like in the movie dune I don't know. I don't have ocean news, says Liam. Well, I will just say, I don't think the oceans are replaced by dunes in the movie Dune, uh, because by that point in the story, the oceans have not returned to Arrakis. That happens later as to the re-emergence of the not oceans over the then oceans. Do you know what I'm saying, Liam? Anyway, I can bring back ocean news. That's something I can do. And Monica writes... I, too, miss the ocean news. See, that's good. Ocean news is not that hard to generate uh, because there's always news about the ocean that no one is reporting. 
It's an easy intro sting. It's easy to find some copyright-free Chinese music in the background, which was a stylistic choice I made at the beginning of doing Ocean News. And even though I don't remember why I did that, I see no reason to change it. Yes, we can bring back Ocean News. It's formulaic. It's good. It's news about the ocean. Ian Nick says, affirmation. Affirmation. And Robert comments, including the affirmation echoes. You are welcome. Yes, I think we can definitely bring the affirmations back. That's not hard to do at all. That's a high payoff, low energy. You see what I'm looking for here? High payoff, low energy on my part. That's the secret to just churning these out. And then if it gets easy enough, I could do two a week. We could double the listenership, assuming that there's no fall off. Maybe even triple the listenership because more people are like, whoa, I wasn't going to give my time to a silly once a week podcast, a twice a week podcast. That's a guy who cares. It's about lowering the energy and ratcheting up the results. Robert writes, I loved the huge cash giveaway. Robert, I'm so glad no one got involved at the time. But we do have 10 times the listeners now that we did then. So maybe it's time to bring back the huge cash giveaway. He said he, in particular, he liked the liberal echo effects. Well, I already gave you some echo effects earlier for affirmations, Robert. So I'm not doing it again now. We've got to ration those out. Those aren't easy. That's not simple to put in. So we can have them. All right, you can just have one. Huge cash giveaway affirmation. I gave you a little bonus one in the end. And he, Robert also writes, I made my wife listen to it and I had hoped that you'd do something silly like that again. Robert, I see that in our future together. Yes! There's a couple more comments. Uh, Matt writes something very nice. Thank you for Matt. He's being nice, saying he, he especially seems to like the commentary on people walking past the Volvo. I'm in the echoey office today, so there can be none of that right now. But Matt, I appreciate it and all your kind words. Joel wants the post-production sound effects kept. And Daniel, also in for the affirmations. Wow. Affirmations segment, very popular. Thanks all for that. If you have anything else you'd like to contribute, uh, non-Patreon people or Patreon people who haven't had a chance yet, there's a thread open on the Patreon where you can say what you like. You can also feel free to say what you don't like that I can get rid of. I will just add, the podcast is growing very well. It's growing at the same rate that it always seems to grow at. We've, now, we've cracked 1,000 downloads a week on average. We always seem, last week it was, it was around 1.3. So we're growing, we're knowing, we're showing, we're blowing, we're hoeing. It's great times for the growth. I just want to see if we can grow more easier, get rid of the bad stuff and just have all the good gear. Now, the opposite of good gear, I'm now going to run through a series of administrative things that I mentioned before. So there's a tour coming up. I'm in Melbourne on Thursday. I'm in Wagga Wagga on Friday. I'm in Sydney on Saturday. Tickets are available now. Please do come out to that. We're filming a special. Uh, Next thing, the art auction, October 13. We're doing the art auction again. I sent an email out to my Substack people. I'm doing press. I think we're going to be in the advertiser and on the ABC radio. We've got lots of great art. I'll say more about the art auction in the future. But I am just stressed to buggery about the art auction. Hard to get a bunch of rich people in the room for the art auction. We're working on that. It's going to be a delight. The book of poems uh, is done. It's ready to go. I'm just waiting on one person to get back to me with their introduction. And if they don't write an introduction, that's fine. You know, if they haven't written that by, I'm going to say the 1st of October. Either way, it'll come out 1st of October. And it's already got two introductions. My monkey and I have got something to hide. 
new book of poems, lots of content about the poems. Can't wait till that comes out. Here's another thing on the list. And this speaks somewhat to what I was saying before about the simplicity. I'm, uh, I'm increasingly working with big people in show business who are helping with the stand-up. I've got this trip to America. I'm opening for big US acts. We're working on the branding. Personally, I don't like the term branding. That's the sort of thing that's done to cattle and slaves. But I understand that I'm also a bit extreme about this. I don't like using the expression career. I think careers are for horses. People have lives. But that's it. I don't want to make it more difficult for people to find and latch onto the comedy. I want to be open to money and the boat and that sort of thing. So as we encroach upon our hundredth episode, that in my mind is a recalibration point. It's the point at which I would hope Acceleration for the Boat podcast steps up. We can look at bringing in a visual component for the podcast so we can have a TikToks. That's what people want, isn't Let's it? just put that away for a moment. I'll tell you one thing that no one has said that they especially like or want to keep around. Interviews. Interviews with people. No one ever says, James, you have such great guests on the podcast. And can I... Man, I would be happy to jettison interviews from the podcast forever because they, they are hard, man. The, you have to edit, you have to thoughtfully, either you send the interview to them and you go, is this fine? And they go, no, I went on a diatribe about cattle and slaves when you mentioned branding. Take that out and then there's editing and back and forth. And then, I mean, honestly, yes, those episodes do go better. Right, Because then the person who's been on the interview, they, they share it with their followers and then you steal a small number of their people to come over onto, onto you. It's all just a clout. It's all nasty, nasty clout chasing. And, and two, with TikTok, which is just this I'm huge... Just listening back to myself so talking now about podcasts. other people's podcasts and the and algorithm and TikTok. The podcast it's boring me, and it's very hard for me to bore me. Right? I can so only yeah, imagine the extraordinary way that it must be boring you. I want to talk about New Zealand. And the first thing I'm going to say about the great country of New Zealand is I love your anthem, especially this bit. There's nothing that exciting in the Australian national anthem. Play it again. Oh, hold on. I want that bit again. What a merry little idea. Bring the big back. Look, we've got things to do and important things to talk about and only a little more time to spend on this anthem. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So I'm going to New Zealand soon. We're going to America in January. But in December, we're going to visit my wife's family and friends in New Zealand. And to make the whole process affordable, I'd like to do one or two shows in New Zealand in December. The issue is I don't have very many New Zealand fans. I can tell that because I can see the countries from which people download the podcast. We've got three people in Auckland, two people in Wellington. That's not really enough to do a show. Now, by comparison, we could put a show in in Texas like that. There are about three cities in Texas where this is blown up, especially Houston. I want to shout out all the seminarians in Houston who are listening to the podcast. That is one of the weirder things in my life that's happened, and I love it. But in New Zealand, for whatever reason, we haven't taken root And we simply must take root in New Zealand because it's far too convenient. i got all these other markets. I can do shows in Brisbane and Perth. I mean, Perth is like as far away as New Zealand. So if we could have a fan base in New Zealand, well, that'd be like two, three, four more places that if I'm based in Australia, I can go and do some comedy. How do we grow the listenership in New Zealand? Sadly, even though before I said we don't want to do any more interviews... We've got to line up some interviews with Kiwis and clout style. We've got to snatch some of their Kiwi audiences. So, famous Kiwis. Number one, if you're listening to this and you're in New Zealand, if you're one of the three people in Auckland or the two people in Wellington, hello, are you famous? If so, get in touch. Secondly, I know a bunch of Kiwis and I'm reaching out to them at the moment. My friend Rudy Ray, I really like Ray and he's hitting it big. I'm going to reach out to all the Kiwis of my acquaintance who have some sort of profile and try and get them on the show so that they'll promote it to their people and then I'll get their people. And also if I can go on any Kiwi podcasts, that will be good too. I'm also looking deep into the Kiwi music scene. I think New Zealanders are a little more, there's a sense that music is, popular music is something to be taken seriously in New Zealand and they tend to be, I'm going to say on a per capita basis and maybe just even in general, better at it than the Aussies. So we'll start reaching out to people who are both famous in New Zealand and famous with New Zealanders. I'd like to speak to Aldous Harding and others. Oh, you know what? Let's go through it now. Hold on. Let me get uh, get the blah, 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 blah. Famous people from New Zealand. First one that popped up was famous people with autism. That would also be interesting. Peter Jackson would happily speak to Peter Jackson. Russell Crowe. I think I actually have a... I'm one degree removed from Russell Crowe. Would love to talk to him. Edmund Hillary. Is he around? Lord, love that first album. 
Thought that second album was pretty good. Third album... I haven't had time to find out if I like it yet, but why would it be no good if the first two were great? Taika Waititi. Not all that in... Sorry, there's a microphone malfunction there. I'd love to talk to Taika Waititi. I really like his earlier work. And I'm not turning my nose... I've had a change of heart. I'm not turning my nose up at anybody. So that includes all these people I don't know, like KG Aper, a New Zealand actor... And Jane Campion, who's a New Zealand filmmaker. Oh, she did The Piano, a film I've not seen. So many great... Keith Urban's a Kiwi, didn't know that. And uh, what about... uh... I'll put some time into that as a serious segment for the future. Would love to talk to some famous New Zealanders. Would also love, would love perhaps most of all to actually do that. Uh, Canada, I did a couple episodes on Canada... I did like one episode on the UK. I'd like to think with the eternal recurrence, I'm getting better and stronger and more productive. And I will be coming to Canada. I cannot wait to come to Saskatoon. Man, I didn't even get the Zimbabwe one on the podcast. My point is, I think I'm getting a little better every time. And the reason we're focusing on New Zealand here is really just, I mean, we will be there. I have a plane ticket that I booked. I booked all the tickets this week to get my whole family to America via New Zealand. It was very expensive. Gee, those websites are not particularly fun to use. But since we're going to be in New Zealand in December, right? So what's it now? It's September, October, November, December. I've got two and a half, three months to build up a rabid New Zealand fan base. We're definitely going to be in Christchurch. We've got people to see there. We're definitely going to be in Dunedin. We've got lots of people to see there. We're going to be in Greymouth, we, ha- we have some people to see there, but there aren't a lot of people there in general. So I'm, I'm not, can I just say, I'm not over-optimistic about the number of fans that I can, I can get. I think I've got two there at the moment, but I'm, that might be the limit on how much I can reach into Greymouth. But if I've got the fan base, like if people love the podcast at that point, it doesn't even get in the way of the family trip. You know, we have to fly into Auckland. We have to stay there a day until the flight is the next day. And then in the evening, I can just go, excuse me, honey, I'm out to make four grand uh, on a big, big, big sold out. I got 400 people in Auckland who want to see me. And then we go down to Wellington on our way to going to Dunedin, you know, stop off there, maybe get the ferry. Excuse me, honey, I just got to pop out tonight. I've got to perform to the Parliament of New Zealand. I don't know that there's time. Here's a problem with trying to break it in New Zealand. They don't want Aussies there. They've had a gutful. They've had enough of our content. And by the way, we're starting to have a gutful of theirs. How come only Kiwi comedians can get, you know, as young Kiwi comedians are getting all the spots on all the Australian television shows? How come Jimmy never gets a call? Anyway, I don't... Basically, by and large, I think the people of New Zealand, they are not like... There's a big brother, little brother rivalry thing, and they're proud of their own people. So it's actually not easy, I don't think, for an Aussie to break in there. A couple Australians are more famous in New Zealand than they are in Australia. Chopper. The Fake Chopper by Heath. I may actually reach out to Heath. He's got a big fan base there. Yes. Look, all of which is to say there's options, there's a difficult uh, geopolitical social history to navigate there. I have no real idea how I'm going to get fans in New Zealand in time. But it seems worth trying. And if there's anything we can say that's worth doing, it's trying. Affirmation!
Yeah, you better believe we're bringing it back. We've got to try. Even when it seems absurd, like becoming world famous in New Zealand in just a matter of weeks. You've got to go out and give it a go. Go give it a go, give it a go, go, Jimmy! Doing my best, that's what I'm feeling. Then we build a big fan base in New Zealand. Maybe I'll make uh, beats for the street youths of New Zealand, for the drill musicians and greater Polynesian community to slam to. Hmm? And everyone will be all uh, dippy and splashy. All right, have a good one, everybody. Catamaran ho. Simplicity. Simplicity. But before we go, a quick whip around, whip around around from John Clark. And that's not John Clark of New Zealand, but I suspect an American John Clark. Thank you, John. I'm here with my friend Allie. Allie, have you ever listened to the James Tunnel Forest McCann Catamaran Plan podcast? No. It's a it's a fun podcast. It's very meta. It's about uh, even though he says it's not, it's about a man who is trying to buy a catamaran, which is a sort of um, two hold. Uh, sailboat, a large enough to fit his family on and sail around the world. He has no sailing experience. He's a he's a Catholic comedian, not very family friendly. He's a good man, good man. Um, you should give him a listen. All right. <laughs> Thank you, John. I'm not a good man, but I'm very glad that I'm manipulating things to give that impression. If you'd like to send in your whip around, just record yourself telling someone about how much you love the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan and find some way of sending that to me. Again, with the simplicity, we should find a regular way to do it. Usually people either find my Instagram or email or something. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.